In 2012, Eric Galbraith started roasting coffee with a popcorn popper and a barbecue. That's not what I use my barbecue for. <laughs> this is the story of 33 and a third roasters. This is The Other 18. Dive in as we sit down with inspirational leaders who share their origin stories about the highs and lows, the yeses and nos, the wins and the blows of entrepreneurship. Welcome to The Other 18 with your hosts, Shane Chapman and Bryce Walanyuk. Welcome back, everybody, to The Other 18. And you're right, Bryce. I also have never made coffee on my barbecue. Or a popcorn maker. I barbecue things on my barbecue. I make popcorn and a popcorn exactly. maker. Who knew you could do coffee in those things? But Eric has done it, and he's with us today. Eric Galbraith <laughs> from 33 and a Third Coffee Roasters. Welcome to the show, Eric. Yeah, thanks. Um, so... I, I don't want to get, I don't want to get, I want to start with that. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's the fact I learned like two minutes ago and I'm super curious about it. But before we get there, I guess, Eric, let's just find out a little bit about yourself personally um, before the business, kind of who you are. Uh, Well, um, my name is Eric Galbraith and I was born and raised in Regina, Saskatchewan. So yeah, I went through school here, decided to start a business. Cool. A little bit later on in life and you know, in my 30s, I guess. Do you still rock the colors of your high school? What high school did you go to? I went to Tom Collegiate, and no, not really. I guess it's the colors black and white, I guess. I have no um, idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just some people have pride, some people. Yeah. yeah it's more of a no. gauge of your age. It's like. Yeah. I actually went back um, in 2012. I did uh, I did an education degree, too. I was like, oh, I'm going to do an education degree. And yeah. I went back into my internship at Tom. Like, Oh, wow. Cool. As a 30-year-old, it was interesting. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It was a. Uh, I mean, the same, but different. You know, yeah, it's the same, but different. Yeah. yeah. No one was there that I went to high school with. Yeah, it's not like you. <laughs> that would be super <laughs> weird. Not bumping up the hallway anymore. there was one teacher anymore. that was still there, but uh, I'd never had him as a, as a teacher, but he was still there. Right. But, cool. Yeah. It was we interesting. Just, and you, you were in Regina at this, like you went like elementary school here all yep. the way through, Tom all the way through. Yeah. This is a remarkably different story than we had with the guys from Tandem X the other day. Yeah. Um, or... Because Josh had gone yeah. to 19 different schools. Yes. <laughs> wow. 19. So it seems like a lot. This sounds a lot more stable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, are you married, kids? What's the family uh, situation? Yeah, married. Actually, it's our 10 year anniversary coming oh, up. Oh, wow. Ooh, congratulations. Pretty soon. Uh, no kids. Just. Is your anniversary, wedding anniversary in October? No, it's in November. Oh, okay. Because yeah. it's like the most common month for wedding anniversaries. October is? Yes. Really? Oh. Really? I wonder why that is. I have no idea. Why do people choose to get Trying married? To get there? it in right before the winter in Saskatchewan. I think a lot of times when you decide to get married, you're like, oh, when is everybody going to be around? October. October. Yeah, fair enough. And Canada. I guess if you're not in Saskatchewan, like you're down more further south, October is still a nice fall, yeah. like yeah. nice weather. Right? Yeah, yeah right? we decided in November. It was November 5th. We're like, oh, people will be around. Yeah. You know, nothing's going on. And it was actually still really nice. There happened to be a rider game the day be after. No, the day before. No, day after when we had our ceremony on the Saturday. So like people are like, oh, there's a rider game. I don't know. If I, can, <laughs> I don't know if I can make it. are <laughs> like, well, you know. You know, you're from Saskatchewan. Didn't win the Great Cup, right? Like, you know, I think, <laughs> yeah. I think it was the playoffs. Yeah, the though, team so. was 3-15, and 15, but like, can't <laughs> yeah. miss the game, though. Yeah, we'll funny. be there after. We'll be there after. <laughs> we'll make it for the party. <laughs> yeah. We got married in July, and in hindsight, October sounds like a good month because it was like 38 degrees. Oh, yeah. Hey. 
and we were down in the valley and it was just like it was scorching and you're in a yeah. suit and dresses and we're trying to yeah, take pictures and everybody's like just like sweating bullets constantly the little hall wiping we, your face yeah, off <laughs> the little hall we had didn't have air conditioning so everybody like we had a live band and they were the only ones in the building <laughs> oh, <laughs> everybody wow. else hanging out outside the band is it just in, like, uh, okay. in lumsden at the it was out in uh, Fort Capel. Oh, okay, yeah. I've been to a few weddings at a hall where it's, yeah, 38 degrees. Yeah, exactly. I can't wait to get out. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so anyways, the band was having fun. Um, so, yeah, no kids, though? No kids, no. No kids. Is that in the plans? Um, not necessarily, no. We're just kind of just enjoying just, life. Just playing it. Yeah. Doing a lot of travel. Well, we used to do a lot of traveling, I guess. Okay. Before uh, this year, but... Before... Yeah. Oh, before the before yeah, I COVID. I was gonna say before thirty three. No, yeah. before well, a little bit before, that before too. COVID. Yeah. Okay, so in twenty twelve, you started dabbling in roasting your own coffee beans. What led to that? Was that always something you were kind of curious about, or how did that begin? Uh, well, a couple of years leading up to that, I was sort of just getting into coffee. Um, I also have a job at an air, airline, so I work for Air Canada too. So I was had a job working on an airline, so I would just fly back and forth from different countries and kind of Whoa. got into coffee a little bit like oh it's like oh, there's really great coffee like all over the world everywhere, everywhere. except here yeah <laughs> yeah you know like and i had i drank coffee you know all the time and it's like oh this is you know just to get me through the day or you know it didn't really taste good necessarily you right know, i had to put cream and sugar in it right and then uh when i got back from a few trips i was like you know like no one here is really doing great coffee like i know it exists like mm-hmm. there are you know, it's like wine or like beer. There are good products out there. Yep. You're just like, yep. why when you go to McDonald's or Tim Hortons or what, why isn't it taste good? You know, like it smells good or like Folgers or whatever. So it's yeah. like, okay, I know it's possible. So I've tried it. I'm like, well, like how do you roast coffee basically? And then uh, I stumbled on an article. I was like, you can use an old air popcorn popper to make, <laughs> you know, to like, you know, just as it heats up popcorn, it can heat up green unroasted coffee. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried it out and it worked and it didn't taste that great because I didn't leave it, let it go too long. I was like worried it was going to, because it it's pretty fast in the oh, air really? popcorn popper. Yeah. It's like five minutes. It's done. Jeez. There you go. So I, like I was doing it inside too. So like, it actually smokes and creates a, <laughs> like, oh geez, I better stop. It's actually this. probably going to start on fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's probably a good thing it didn't taste good after that first try because then it would like, the barrier to entry yeah. is a fifteen dollar popcorn maker, popcorn, and then anybody can make good coffee. Yeah, basically, you don't want that I mean, the secret is buying really good coffee. I think that's the that's that's what I learned. It's not right. the air popcorn. It's not the air. It's a, I mean, it's <laughs> Eric doesn't have a have a monopoly on vintage air popcorn poppers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so anybody can, you know, as long as you buy quality coffee, it's easier to get a good good outcome. You have to roast right, it, right, obviously. And so, where does the barbecue come in? Is that just a different way, or yeah, in well, conjunction like I decided with to to start safer. doing it on the popcorn popper, but I mean, you can only do like probably like five to cups of coffee on, you know, oh, it's pretty uh, small, right? So you don't, so you, it's like five, change. 10 minutes and then you're like, <laughs> exactly. gotta cool it down. And you're like, okay, it would, take, it would take you all day to roast like 10 pounds of coffee <laughs> probably. <laughs> and it would be smoky and like, yeah. So I looked on the internet to see if like what else was out there and to buy a commercial roaster is pretty expensive. It's, mm-hmm. you know, 30, $40,000 something like that. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. Just on a, on a hobby. Or yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's, yeah. So I decided just to not do that. So 
I found some website on this in the States. They were manufacturing drums, like uh, stainless steel, dr- like perforated drums. Okay. And then you would put it on like a rotisserie rod and then a barbecue. I already had the barbecue. So yeah. That was good. Everybody's so you put it into the, you know, where the rotisserie slot goes on the barbecue and then you hook it up to a motor and then have a few things and then the motor sort of spins it. Crazy. And then you turn on the barbecue like you were cooking something and you're like, oh, it's, it already has a temperature gauge on it. Yeah. Like, oh, 350 perfect i'll put it on there for like 15 20 minutes and then boom you're more of a master of your barbecue (laughs) than i am i was gonna say like (laughs) i'm gonna preheat mine up then i go back out and it's like boom 800 maxed out and the thing is like smoking i was like turn that down a little bit i guess yeah um okay so and did you find that gave you better results too in the barbecue because it it did yeah yeah it was uh it's more of where the air popcorn is uses hot air to roast coffee this Mm -hmm. was using hot like heat but also like um conductive heat where like the from the metal from the metal and the drum was also so you kind of need both that's sort of the basis of coffee roasting is like using convective and conductive heat right okay so i'm super green on roasting coffee i don't even know what it looks like before it gets roasted to me green yeah that's he mentioned he mentioned (laughs) that and i was like okay neat (laughs) so it's just like it looks like a coffee bean but it's green and then you roast it and it dries out and yeah, basically you, it comes so there's like in the coffee cherry is about like, it looks like a small cherry and then inside is usually two seeds. And then when you pull all that apart and then dry it, it turns green. This like, is, I mean, it is green. This is really blowing my mind. Yeah, they call it a coffee <laughs> cherry and there's two yeah. seeds in a cherry. Yeah. So they don't. They look like it's like two little hearts like stuck together. My lack of research for this episode is <laughs> it's showing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very apparent right but now. But I mean, that's why there's such a disconnect between, you know, someone who drinks coffee like every day. Yep. And then like, where is this even like, what's the story about this? Like, yeah, it's, it's now I'm super inter- yeah, interested actually. So, I mean, it's, it's cool to go to see the, f- the process. And you're like, wow, that's actually like takes a lot of work. Yeah. So how <laughs> labor intensive is it to get two coffee beans out of a cherry? Well, you can kind of squeeze it. Oh, but usually what happens is it gets pulped. So they, there's a machine that does that. Mm. Usually, It's usually always hand-picked. Yeah. Um, in Brazil, it's a pretty big operation, so they don't hand-pick it usually. But usually it's hand-picked, and then you take the, the ripe cherry into a machine, and then it pulps the, the cherry off, and then, and then it gets washed from there. Is, the, re- is the, the fruit, like the cherry part, used for anything else? Uh, you can, yeah. Uh, traditionally, it would just get composted, but mm. a lot of times, like in the last... 10 years it's kind of become popular uh it's called cascara it's like uh you can make make tea with it and stuff like that we made kombucha with it and stuff like that is it sweet like it's pretty sweet yeah yeah Yeah, it's got a natural sweetness it just it smells like cherries really it's like how am i 40 and this is the coffee learning (laughs) episode it is i'm like (laughs) yeah but i'm super interested now i'm probably gonna go roast something at my barbecue tonight now (laughs) yeah yeah we we actually brought some in and made some like tea and kombucha and stuff with it you can you can buy it now like if you want if some people kind of have it but usually it just gets composted for the most part huh. interesting okay so 2012 you kind of you dabble with this a little bit um for your own personal use presumably and then then what like did you can was this kind of like i tried it and it was like oh it was a lot of work and then went away for it or were you did you find yourself roasting your own stuff for years then before you ever yeah that that was kind of the the plan was to once i started got had like a bit of a more of a like commercial i could do about five pounds on the barbecue so that was enough mm-hmm. to kind of start and I had way more coffee than I needed at that point. I'm like, right. well, like, what am I going to do with five pounds? I did it three times, 15 pounds. I can't drink that much coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, Shane might be able to. You I, see the yeah. amount of coffee Shane Try drinks. me, bro. <laughs> yeah. So then that's when I started to say, okay, well, like, really, there is an untapped market here. Like, because I was buying really expensive coffee, too, because I'd, 
it was just for myself, really. I was yep. buying like really, really high quality green coffee out of a few companies in the States. So I'm like, well, like <laughs> I can start selling this. It tastes really good. Like it's better than anything that you can get like mm-hmm. anywhere around here. Like, so then I started, I started with like just friends and, and family and stuff like that. I was like, okay, like we should, I just started a subscription service for friends. So I, they would have Whoa. like, it would be like 15 bucks a week basically, or every two weeks or how I think it was every two weeks, maybe if I, I planned it out. So, you know, it was like 200 bucks for six months or whatever it was. Yeah. And then I would just give them coffee like every two weeks kind of thing. I've had like eight people, I think. <laughs> That's super cool though. That's it sounds like a bit cool. of a jailhouse deal, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Come to my cell on Fridays. Exactly. Um, okay. So your first customers before this was ever a business was you had friends and family who, how did that start though? Like, did they, they came to your house. You're like, try this coffee. I made I it was, myself. I was going like, to say, did you sneaky coffee them? Did you like just pour a <laughs> cup and you were like, Hey, try this. And then they tried it and they were like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, was no, yeah, yeah. that was the air pop. That was the air pop. Let me give you the barbecue stuff. <laughs> no, it was, it was more like I kind of was into coffee a little bit before that. So it was kind of, I would make coffee for people and I had bought an espresso machine. So I had like, whenever anyone would come over and like, you know, hung out, watch sports or whatever, I'd be like, Oh, do you just want a coffee? So I'd make like a coffee on the, so people kind of knew that I was right. into coffee already. So then I started, you know, yeah, trying giving like I could give you a bag, like you know, first one's free kind of first kind of deal. Try this, I'm gonna hook you. <laughs> and I mean, really, like there was nearly no, there's no going back. Sometimes with that kind of stuff, where mm-hmm. you're like, wow, like why would I ever go back to something that's literally the same price and is five times better? Right? Would, you'd never yep. go back and be like, oh, I really enjoyed that cup of Folgers. Yeah, I'm gonna go back. Right. To exactly. It, really, you just wouldn't. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so you got this this uh, uh, customer Home base, subscription I guess. I did, like, coffee eight business. friends and family. Yeah, and then were you actively trying to grow that family, or is that just kind of like yeah, an inner circle? Yeah, and- no, no. I, I mean, I was, I guess, but I mean, there really isn't unless you're on the internet or you know you're doing something like that. That wasn't really my plan. Was to really go out and get more customers. I guess it was just friend, like you know, I was okay with that. And I had a full time job, and then I was. Did another did another degree at the university. It was like, oh, this is cool. And then I started. I got on the farmers market because I had worked at the farmers market for Lincoln Gardens, just helping out. Mm-hmm. So I had been down at the farmers market quite a bit for the last few years. And I'm like, well, I'll apply to be a vendor at the farmers market. And so I, they accepted me, and I became yep. a vendor. and And I would go down every you know Saturday or Wednesday, and just sort of set up my little coffee booth. And so that was the first time Slim I'd actually coffee. like. Yeah. We're selling it to, to strangers, basically. What were you calling yourself then? That was same same name. Yeah, thirty. So the name came yeah. pretty early. So where did yeah. the name come from? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, one of my first. I've always been into business. So that that's always been kind of a passion for for me. Depending on what what it is, like I've I've done a few different things. Uh, when one of my plans was to create a record store that was a coffee shop. Mm. I wanted to. I was really into records and collecting records and. DJing and stuff like that. So I decided I want to open a record store. That would be so great. I also want to make money. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there is a pretty big vinyl resurgence, you know, but 10 years ago there, there was too, but it was sort of like, Oh geez, like it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'm into coffee too. So that would make sense. I could have a coffee shop and they would also sell records. 
so that was where the name came from. I was like, oh, it's going to be called 33 and a third. And then I had a few friends that were kind of interested in, in doing something too. So, like, well, we could all split it. You would have 33%. I would have 33%. And oh, there you is go. The, yeah. Is part of the logo like a shout out to vinyl too then? Like uh, the, is that an... No, not like really. The circle no, part? no, no. I think it was more just like the, there's like two threes. Yeah, yeah. And then, or oh yeah, and, it's right. And, in then, and then there's like this little pie shape on the side for the third. For the third three, yeah. I get it. So Look the name that. has nothing. Thirty three and three has nothing to do with coffee. It's it's a it's vinyl. Yeah, vinyl. That's that's basically cool. It. And then the three of us were going to start it. And then, you know, when I I started going through them, I was like, okay, here's all the work that you'd have to do to set up a store and all this yeah. stuff. I'm like, that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just going to focus on the coffee part of it because I'm already doing it. I'm already yeah. roasting coffee. I can do that. So the initial plan, you had. Like two other friends that were yeah they they were interested in kind of we had had one friend that would like kind of work there and then one friend that was into records as well and was was planning on maybe helping out with that side of stuff I'm like well I can do the coffee you can do the records and then you know it's life gets in the way and you're like well I mean is it really even a viable Mm, it is but it's it's a lot of work you know yeah okay but this coffee roasting thing I'm really into that I'm just gonna keep going with that right um you guys want you're interested in that and they're like nah not really I'm like. <laughs> not really. They're no, no, more no. the vinyl side. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm fine. The name I, mean, I was like, I'm gonna just do that, and then once I got on the farmers market, then I can kind of. I saw that it was actually like pretty lucrative. People were interested, and, and mm-hmm. it kind of took off from there. So by the time you got to the farmers market, how were you, were you still roasting the beans on your barbecue? Yeah, totally. Were, eh? Yeah, yeah. I did that for a few, quite a few years, just because there was no really like there's such a jump from that sort of small scale right. to a commercial you need I mean you need a space you need to get a gas hooked up you gotta it you know I someone had told me like another coffee roaster was we told me that you know yeah buying roasters great but hooking it up and installation and all that mm, permits mm-hmm. and everything like that could and the chimney and stuff that could be as much or more money than the coffee roaster itself. Right. Because you okay. need all that ventilation. Yeah, you need venting, like you need class A venting. It has it's 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 a whole ordeal, right? So just buy another barbecue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just have <laughs> just, multiple barbecues. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was a few times in February where I'm like, oh man, this really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this I, really I had trend sucks. I put it I put it into my garage. Like, well that's I'm out of the wind at least and stuff like that. But then you can't just hang out in there with all this like smoke <laughs> yeah so how long does it take to roast coffee like do you and do you have to stand there while it's you going? don't you don't have only to if you don't there. buy the motor right no you don't have to stand there i i mean it was a little bit uh, finicky on the barbecue because it was hooked up to a motor but it was really just like it wasn't totally attached it was just like a three prong on each side that was kind of uh, hooked yeah. in so it would spin and every once in a while you know the set screw would would lo- start loosening and then yeah. it just wasn't turning anymore and then it starts on fire <laughs> pretty pretty fast <laughs> if, yeah, if it doesn't turn fire. if it's not turning it, it starts on fire so when you're roasting coffee does it give off a coffee aroma or is it yeah 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 eventually it does like kind of halfway through it starts to smell like brown it's like called like the uh, browning stage or the the drying stage or whatever it is it starts to turn yellow and then brown and then you know eventually it will turn black if you leave it in there long enough so how do you know when it's done Actually, it's, that's pretty pretty easy to know. There's some definite signs. So just like popcorn, there's first crack. So you'll hear that snap. Okay. And then popcorn, it blows up and it turns into like a fluffy, fluffy, right? Where you in coffee, you just hear it, and it does. That is that's actually moisture, like ex- 
going coming out of the bead. Right. So you can hear that. And then you always have to hit that mark. If you don't hit that mark, it's going to taste like grass or hay, something like oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You'd never and so the... And the difference between light roast, dark roast is just the time, like how dry you dry the beans. Basically, okay. how much moisture you get out of the right. out of the beans. How much time happens between or after first crack. Then there's also a second crack that happens, you know, a few minutes after that. It's usually temperature based. So if it hits all the roasters in Fahrenheit, so we use Fahrenheit. So it's, I think it's like 390 or something like that. Wow. So it hits 390 and that's first crack or depending on what temperature you use. And then let's say 420 or whatever that's yeah. second crack okay so you kind of know when it's going to happen right sometimes it's earlier depending on how much moisture is in the coffee or how fresh it is and that kind of stuff interesting okay. but once you go past second crack that's that's when it starts to eventually it will catch on fire okay and if you don't drop it and then it gets darker and darker and darker right so what was the point from the farmer's market to mm-hmm. getting your space Right. Yeah. That was sort of, when was that? That would have been 2015 or 16, something like that. Uh, so sorry, how many years were you at the farmer's market? You did that for quite some time? Yeah, we're still there. I mean, we still do go down every Saturday. Kind but of you thing. started, so you yeah, we started home in 2012. Six, and yeah, probably 2014. So a couple like years before you couple, started. A couple years. Space. Yeah. Okay. So we were, um, so I had a good friend, uh, Adam Smith from multinational. He, me and him have been friends since high school and they were making beer in their backyard and I was roasting coffee in my backyard. So we kind of like traded, traded all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a pretty good deal for, for both of us. Right. You're like, Oh, come over. And you know, usually with someone brewing home brewed coffee, it's or home brewed beer. You're like, Oh, this is like average or, you know, below guy. average. I, 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 below <laughs> average. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to, but then, uh, so they were making beer and so I tried it and I was like, Oh, this is pretty good. And then, you know, it got better and better. And I was like, man, these guys are making really good beer. And he's like, well, your coffee's really great. Blah, blah, blah. And then I think it was, yeah, 2015, probably somewhere around there. Um, he, he told me, so he said, Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna open a brewery. That That's my plan basically. And you know, I thought, Oh, like, you know, yeah, that's, that's great. If it happens, you know, it's a lot of work, right? <laughs> that's what I usually say. I was like, oh, it's a lot of work, but you know, good luck <laughs> kind of thing. And then, uh, and then, so we, you know, we kept in touch, kind of talked and stuff like that. And then they were looking for investors and then they were like, okay, like let's, we're actually doing it. I'm like, oh, that's great. Cool. 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 Okay. <laughs> I'm on board. So, you know, I helped them do a lot of the, the demo and the construction and stuff like that. And you know, I just said, well, like they were planning on having a coffee shop in, in there anyways, just for kind of themselves oh, and for, okay. for people. He wasn't, he didn't say like, oh, you should have a coffee shop. I kind of said, <laughs> I'm I, here already. I, should, I just don't yeah, leave? yeah. I'm like, well, let's just, just do it. Let's, let's, let's open a coffee shop. And he said, well, it's, yeah, that's what kind of what I wanted you to do. <laughs> I've been hinting at it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it you was keep kind telling of me like, it's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, then, uh, then we just, kind of started working on a space that would have a coffee shop and, and a brewery kind of, and how that would work. Like, should we have this different, different point of sale, you know, like just the logistics yeah. of having a business and then, um, having two businesses. And then there was actually three businesses yeah. there at, at one time. So we didn't, so that was a, kind of a lot of work in the, in the beginning stages just, and that was, that was really how it happened. We were just sort of friends and then yeah. decided, Hey, like you're opening a business, like I'll open 
something beside you and yeah, we didn't turn it up, turn out great. Like, yeah, I couldn't have asked for a better was kind this, of location and community yeah. to, to start it with. Was this something you were wanting to anyway? Do you think had that opportunity not kind of came to you that you would have done the story yourself somewhere? Or do you think that yeah, was kind of the, uh, yeah, I mean, I had al- al- always wanted to do it just kind of, yeah, it just was an sort of a nice, easy, like, Oh, it's already happening. We can just do it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I probably would have, I guess, eventually, um, I ended up, I ended up buying a commercial roaster kind of before that was before that probably in like what, it was 2015, 16, I, I had bought you were tired of well, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. Smoke and again, the I mean, but it, it, this is the same time. It was sort of a fortuitous event as well. Where um, I don't know if you remember Roka Jack's coffee roasting. Yep. It was like kind of the first coffee roaster in the city yeah. um, for a long time, and they had roasted their own coffee in their space on Thirteenth Avenue. They were they had a coffee roaster just sitting in in inside the coffee shop for years, and the gentleman who bought it bought the company. He bought another roaster and he moved it out to his farm or something like that. So he had this coffee roaster just sitting there. So, so I would kind of, I would kind of ask anytime I went in there, I was like, uh, what's going on with the coffee roaster? And like, Oh, it's just sitting here. Like, I'm sure you would sell it or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, uh, <laughs> can you get him in touch with me? Or like, you know, like, and then I finally got a hold of him. I either finally got his phone number or something like that. And I called him. His name is Bill. I was like, Bill, can I, are you selling that coffee roaster? <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you want it? I actually, we're closing. I was like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, we got to have it. It's got to be out of here in a month or something like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll it take it. <laughs> How much do <laughs> you offer? I'll take it. So yeah, we just, uh, they were closing, I think in February. I think it was 2015. I can't really remember the dates. It might've been 2014. Anyways, yeah. So we basically pulled it out of that there. I got someone else to move it. You got someone else to move it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not moving this thing. It was like, so how much do they thousand weigh? Thousand pounds. Yeah. Okay. Like I was like, <laughs> yeah. How big is yeah. this thing? So it was originally 1994 purchase, and then it's out there for the last few years. So it's a 24 kilo roaster. So it can roast 50 pounds, basically. Well, at that's time. a. It's a step up. That's yeah. A step yeah. up. I and like was, how yeah. this is all happening so far. You're you're just kind of like. Hey, if you're not using this space here, like I'll I'll move in here. Hey, if yeah, you're not right. using this roaster, exactly. I'll take, hey, if you're not doing anything, if you can move my roaster. <laughs> <laughs> so when you bought it, did you know already you were doing the store, or is it you bought? No, it just that was like before. S- that was yeah. So I, you like you dropped some coin just for your own personal roasting ambitions. Yeah, yeah basically. Crazy. I, I, it was a pretty good deal. Like I couldn't really pass it up. Right. I mean, if 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 I never roasted coffee after that and I just fixed it up and sold it, I still would have. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it wasn't a huge, huge. No, risk no, 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 no. Like I mean, if to buy that brand new, yeah, that would be right. Pretty pretty expensive, but to buy it used and there wasn't even there wasn't a motor or a fan in it, and I was like, well, there's. So I had to like I had to order nothing. one, and then I had to get like yeah. a special plate piece made and stuff like that. So and it was quite dirty. I'd, I think I spent a few months just. Oh, wow. Cleaning it up and then installation and the whole. And now, so from having a spot at Malty, you went from there to now? Yeah, now. one on 13th? Yeah, on 13th Avenue. Yeah. That's two locations. Yeah. And when you, so it's just you, you, the two guys who did the vinyl dropped out, you decided to do it yourself. Did you, was it a, affordable enough of an adventure like venture that you were able to just kind of fund it yourself did you have to yeah, bring in yeah. money from anywhere and loans and no, like you were just able to just go yeah. 
Yeah, basically. That's business, awesome. business plan? No. No. No business plan. No. No. O for six so yep. far. I know. <laughs> <laughs> People don't do business People plans. People don't do business plans. I'm gonna keep asking though. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think there, I, I there think was track too. There was a business plan floating around for the original business. But mm. I mean yeah. with the vinyl I, records? I, yeah, yeah, see, yeah. Where did that get you? Right? Yeah. Nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> yeah. You do a plan, that one didn't work. <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah. I mean I, I like to think that not that things work out for a reason, but things that just happen sort of organically. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. just the, not the easier way to do things, but just, just have, how things work out better. Yeah. Right. Now, did you, after high school, did you go to university? Did you yeah. mention that? Yeah. Yes. And you did. Okay. And so from before you decided to get into the coffee, you were doing, you were working at Air Canada airline. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I did a degree after high school. I did a history degree. Okay. And then, um, I moved away for a bit and then came back. When did the airline job stop? I still work there, actually. You do still work there. I yeah. thought you had kind of said yeah. that before, and I was like, that can't be right. He's not still doing it. So yeah, yeah. How yeah. does that all work? Like, are Well, you- I, uh, I'm able to take a leave of absence every once in a while, which has really been helpful to open up a business. Whoa. Like, so, three like three weeks three, out of a three, month. Three months, something like that. <laughs> three months. Okay. Usually it's 90 days or kind of. Yeah. So I've taken, I don't know, three of those or something. <laughs> <laughs> that Eric, taking leave of absence again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been there for, for a while, and that is a running joke. <laughs> It's like, because actually, it's, it, I'll be, it, I think in October, actually next week, it'll be my 15 years at Air Holy Canada. smokes. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. So why are you still there? I love traveling. That's, that's probably. Is my, that it? Yeah. That yeah. was my, if I could have somehow monetize that, that would have been <laughs> my main job right. for the past 15 years, basically. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so it's for the free flights. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good... Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's the main reason that I've sort of stuck it out. And now it's actually... I do enjoy the job. It's not yeah. incredibly challenging. I like take care of airplanes and wave them in and load the bags, unload the bags. So cool. Yeah. Have you been able to um, balance that enough? Like, have you, do you have people in place at your coffee shops and your roasting that means you don't have to be there all the time? You can yeah. have that second yeah, job? Yeah, that's how I've always set it up. I've always set it up so that I don't work there as sort of, I'm not on the schedule kind of. That How did, who is this guy? Who does that for, who He's sets the guy the who doesn't up? have a business plan and <laughs> just rolls with Do it. Do what he does. Okay. <laughs> That's not usually the story. Usually it's like, I'm, I'm 20 hours a day. I'm married yep. to it. I can't leave. And then they figure it out later. Yeah. So that's no, like, that's, that's kind of always smart. I've decided just to set it up. I mean, I'm, I'm there and there's been occasions where someone's sick and I have to go open it up and I have to work the same day. That's only happened maybe once or so. And I just sort of, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it does happen. And I mean, um, the airport's pretty flexible. They're kind of like, sometimes I don't, especially I, right now. Yeah. Especially <laughs> right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you don't want to come in yeah, this don't year, don't, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, no, I actually about 75% of us are laid off at the, at the airport right now. Oh, Probably wow. give or take. Yeah. So your like this business could be like it could be self sustaining for your for your personal self mm-hmm. if it had to be you're, you're you're totally keeping that job just for personal enjoyment out of yeah. the Air Canada thing yeah cool that's awesome yeah I do that's one of my favorite my, I would say since I've had the job I've gotten to travel kind of everywhere that I've ever wanted to, to go did you do you travel a lot for this passion of coffee like do you travel down um, to South America a lot and Technically, we're not allowed to do that for business, but yeah, I've, I've done a lot of traveling for... Technically, you're not allowed to do that for... Well, oh, I mean, for, like Air Canada to, doesn't want you perks. to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, do business right. on, like, it's supposed to be leader travel. Right, right. Not business travel. Okay. I mean, it's not like I'm going down and like 
do you vacation Shake a lot in million Columbia? dollar deals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 more. I mean, I think going on coffee trips is more for the experience than actually. You don't have to go. It's, mm. Right. You can run a coffee company and never for sure set foot in Colombia or Costa Rica or yeah, okay. Ethiopia. But it, I, I enjoy going. Okay. Yeah. So when you started, you said when you started the idea of bringing this coffee and doing like roasting it here, there wasn't really anybody else around doing it aside from maybe Roka Jacks at the time. How has that landscape changed within Regina and Saskatchewan since then? Now are you finding like you were kind of the, one of the early ones, but now it's, it's quite a good culture here now of it or what? Yeah. The yeah. There, there's a, there's definitely a few more than there, than there was when I, when I started out. Uh, there's a few in the city here and then there's a few in Saskatoon. I wouldn't say it's huge. It's not like the craft beer scene or wherever where there's like, you know, more and more mm-hmm. popping up. Um, I think people's tastes have changed maybe a little bit where you can not necessarily go to a, a local coffee roaster, but you can order in coffee from, from wherever you want from yeah. all over Canada or the States or Europe or whatever. So I think people are more aware that there are really great coffees out right. there. You're like, Oh, this coffee's from Panama and it's like mm. $75 for a small bag. And it won this prize or whatever. I'm going to order that. You know? Do you Whoa. feel like the, market here in Saskatchewan is starting to appreciate that more? Like are people trending away from the chain coffee places to the local roasters a little bit more? Like are people valuing good coffee more now? I think so. It's hard to say because I'm sort of in it. Yeah. Um, I think on, on the flip side, there's also places like McDonald's that are kind of stepping up their coffee game a little bit where like right. I've, I've had a McDonald's coffee in the last like five years and I'm, and I'm usually like, this is terrible, but it was actually not bad. Interesting. You know, like, so I think, I think that is, that is part of it too, where yeah. some coffee companies like, like the Starbucks or the, or the McDonald's or whoever else is maybe um, A&W or whoever else is kind of trying to get in, get some of that share of the, of the coffee market are trying to step up their game maybe a little bit. Uh, but I, I definitely see a lot, a lot of support. So from a, an experienced coffee roaster yourself of all those chain places, Starbucks, McDonald's, Tim's, Robbins, mm-hmm. wherever it is, who's got the best mass produced cheap coffee cheap coffee yeah you know it's hard to say i would say probably mcdonald's really hey yeah that's what people say yeah yeah yeah. i mean it's just it's it's on a scale of of you know like a zero zero to ten yeah and (laughs) ten being they're a four they're they're not even cracking the top five let's say but i mean it's maybe a four something like that which is you know when you're somewhere driving through some some place and you're like man i haven't had a coffee yet there's gonna be nowhere around here i'm like oh uh, it's convenient. Yeah, yeah. you're in and Davidson. That's why, it's, you're not <laughs> that's why it's it's popular. It's it's, it's convenient. It's yeah. affordable, quick and easy. It's quick. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. Was there anybody that in your life that kind of influenced you towards starting your own business? Did you, were you always entrepreneurial? It doesn't sound like maybe you had this path intended, like you were driving towards owning your own business. But was there somebody that kind of influenced you to push that way? Or, oh uh, yeah, I would I would say so. I mean, I've always yeah thought about being an entrepreneur and um mm-hmm. i mean my family probably is pretty big both of my parents work at a family business and my grandfather started a family business oh, 40 smokes. years ago so 50 years ago now probably what business was that uh it's called gales wholesale oh there you go yeah. no way there you yeah. go well local shout out how'd we do that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so well, it's, i cool. guess it's always been sort of 
I in think the he family. Started, started it. My grandfather started in the seventies. So right, cool. And since you started, like this kind of just all all the pieces kind of fell into place. But has there been a moment that's kind of popped up that made you second guess what you're doing? Like something's gone wrong. You're like, I don't know this is, if this is for me, or any regrets? Uh, I mean, definitely starting the second location, we had to put a lot more capital into it and you know like it was it's expensive to, yeah. to basically we had to sort of create a new suite within the building and do we had our own furnace air conditioning venting fire separation and i mean any, anyone that's opening a business knows how much how much trouble that is and mm -hmm. how much it, it adds up like, oh, okay, I got to play the plumber, the electrician, all these things. And then, yep. you're, and then, and yeah. then you, you know, your first few weeks, you're like, oh, that's, I'm never going to get that back. <laughs> <laughs> so is the I, second location harder than the first location? Uh, yeah. And then also we had to rezone the building too. Oh. Yeah. That was also another hurdle. Like, um, so we, I mean, we had been doing it for, it was, it took a while because, um, and then they changed the zoning laws. <laughs> kind of right after it was like, oh, you could just open any business you want. Because for the cathedral area, um, it's all the zones local commercial, where a restaurant, where we would fall under the category of restaurant, was a discretionary. So it's not mm. permitted. It's discretionary. So you had to make the application and go through city council and... Put up a sign. Put up the sign, and then anyone can run a newspaper ad for uh, no oh, reason. Yeah, there's just there's a lot of there was a lot of stuff, and I mean it's expensive too, right? It's, yeah, it's a few thousand dollars, and if you're you're not opening up for another few years or whatever, whatever it is, so I had to go to city council, and I mean it was they're not going to say no. Actually, it was pretty funny there. The guy was like, I can't remember who it was, but he's he's looking on. He has a sheet of paper, and he's like, Oh, it says here that. Coffee is, what did he say? It was like an essential service, basically. <laughs> He's like, it says here that the coffee is an essential service, so I don't think we can say no. And then what? it was like, that was it. It was done. If you ever want to test that brace, take coffee away from everybody. See how that looks for you. Yeah. Like yeah. bad news. Bad so. news bears. Uh, now, why, why the second location? So you've got things kind of figured out. you got this one location. Life's good. You're flying. You're traveling still. You got this, co this uh, coffee business. that's a passion project mm -hmm. as well. Why go to a second location? Well, we went to a second location because our coffee roaster was actually already at the second location. That's where we roasted coffee. Uh, so we just wanted oh, to make that. Oh, I see. So it's in the back, and then the front just wasn't developed, and so we were, we wanted to create a coffee shop there. So we have everything in that one location. The coffee roaster is there. So you weren't roasting coffee at the multinational location no, no you had to you were you leasing another space yeah or? so it was in like the back storage room oh, okay uh, yeah that we were just basically using like that you know what like so we are our spaces on 13th avenue yep so my grandfather owns the building so that was also how it happened so it okay was like oh i'm like can i put this coffee roaster in the back room that no one's using <laughs> yeah for sure like, okay great. <laughs> can i roast a bunch of coffee back here yeah okay sure <laughs> Um, can I open up a coffee shop over around? He's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. There's no hurdles. Coffee's an essential service. <laughs> Coffee's an essential service. You can't get rid of that. <laughs> Yet again, another thing where Eric's like, hey, if you're not using this. It's the time and opportunity thing. I love it. Yeah, I mean, it would never have happened. Like, that's the thing. It, it's just things kind of worked out. Yeah. Do you have... 
daily struggles that you deal with from a business perspective? Like I know you, you've kind of managed to keep yourself a little bit hands off from maybe the daily grind stuff, but is there something in your industry that you have to kind of mentally deal with every day? No, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I mean, not lighting the beans on fire. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's always, there's always, there's always little things like that. Um, you know, you're roasting and then the chain, the chain comes off and you're like, why isn't it spinning anymore? Oh, right. The chain came off. We got to fix that. Is that fairly hands off the roasting now with this commercial unit or is somebody hired there to kind of keep an eye uh, on that? No, it's, it's pretty hands on. It's a pretty, like it's from like there, you can buy roasters now that are like, you just press a button and they basically mimic whatever you've done before with computer automation. Right. This one's pretty manual. So you have to kind of, you have to be there. And it only takes about 15 minutes, 12 minutes. And are you the roaster still? I do still do all the roasting. Do you roast every day? No, or is no. it scheduled it's like, like every couple of weeks? Or? So we can pretty much, because just we have such a big roaster, we can do pretty much everything in a few days. Like we usually roast on the, the beginning of the week and then sometimes at the end of the week, depending on gotcha. to kind of fill. Yeah, I can do 50 pounds of coffee now. Yeah, right? Right? Yeah, and it usually just takes us That would day. get me through at least three days. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> We're going to test that. <laughs> What do you find to be, are you selling a lot of uh, just like bagged beans like we've got from you guys outside of this market? Have you guys tapped into like online sales? Do you find yeah, following? yeah, actually, I guess in the last few months, our online sales have, have picked up, you know, like March, April was like 900%. Oh, know, wow, like wow. Like, yeah. And is that, so is that, my next question is going to be COVID related anyway. Do you, that do you think was, that's yeah. part of that? Yeah, for sure. Because not as many people were wanted to come or just didn't have the chance to come down. Mm. So we don't, we offered free delivery in the city and then free delivery anywhere in Canada. If you spent a certain amount. So a lot of that surge was still local. It's just, they were, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say it's 75% was still local. Nice. Wow. But even outside of Saskatchewan, let's say you're you're finding like a growing appreciation for your brand of, I would say, yeah, there's a few people in different cities that are, that order fairly regularly, which is cool to see. How are they discovering you? What? Are you know, I'm not sure. Yeah, or? sometimes I think it's people that are from Saskatchewan originally, and then sometimes it's maybe they know somebody that that is, or they mm-hmm. just stumbled on it. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to know for sure. But interesting. What what step in the roasting process defines a good coffee roaster? Like, where? How do you differentiate from somebody else who's also got a coffee roaster to make your coffee better? Like, what separates you from the other local? Not sorry, not local, but like. Mm-hmm. not mass produced chain right. places. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, firstly, it does come down to the beans. If you don't, if you don't order good coffee, it'll never turn out. Right. Great. There's no like magic roasting dust that you there, toss I mean, in. Yeah. There no, like, not, psh. not really. You can screw it up. You can screw it. The thing about coffee is you can screw it up at every sort of step of the way. So if it's not, grown very well then it's not going to be very good mm. if it's not picked at the right time it's not going to be very good if it's not processed after picking it's not going to be very good if it's too old it's not going to be very good and then <laughs> if you burn it when you're roasting it or there's a different thing we can call it we call it baked i guess you can you yeah. can bake it so it's sort of either it takes too long or something happens in the roast where the temperature goes too low for an extended period of time or too high for an extended period of time. It can turn out, it just doesn't taste the same. It's sort of, here's a good coffee. And then this one sort of just tastes flat, I guess. So it's, it's maybe, is it less what you do and more what you don't do? Like by not, just don't screw the process up. Yeah. I mean, you can think about it as sort of a curve. So when, when the coffee goes in, it's at room temperature and then the roaster is at 400 degrees Fahrenheit. 
give or, give or take, you know, whatever that is in Celsius. Yeah. But it's sort of, we want to get that, that those beans, the room temperature beans up to that temperature of, of coffee cracking. So what we do, there's a few different steps, but you basically, someone taught, taught me that it was kind of like a yo-yo. So when you put the coffee in, and then that first kind of curve where it goes from bottoming out at, let's say, 60 degrees or 70 degrees and coming back up. So you think of it as a mm. curve. And that is kind of how you roast curve, they call it. And so you right. track, we track it on a computer so we can go back and, and, and take a look every time. Cool. And, then we, and then we try it. So let's say it, it's especially helpful we're doing numerous batches of the same coffee. So then you can try different things. Let's say you're like, okay, well, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn the temperature up a little bit near the end. Yeah. Because last time it kind of bottomed out. And then you're, you're kind of can track your roast curve. And you can also track your rate of rise. So if it's, or your rate of decline even. So if you're, you want it to, the, ro the roast curve to go up till you reach a certain point, And then you want it to go down as you're sort of almost finished. So you should. Whoa. So you can just track it. And then uh, we did a subscription for a online coffee. So we had like, we were roasting 20 batches or something like that. It was, this is a lot of coffee. Yeah. So we did 20 different batches of the same coffee. And each time I kind of tried like a little bit different things. Like it's, it'll all, it all turns out the same and no one would really be able to tell the difference between batch to batch. But if you try all those coffees, like you could do like a vertical tasting of all the yeah, coffees. Yeah. And, and you're like, why is this one better than all the other ones? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's so minute, but you know, if you taste coffee all the time, you can tell like a little right. bit of a difference. So we went back and we're like, well, why is this one so good? This one's the worst one. Why is this one the worst one? Yeah. You know, it still tastes good. It's just not as good as the other one. So that can, that gives you a lot of insight into what's ha what's actually happening. Cause I mean, really people don't really know. Like, yeah. There's a lot of people that have roast 10,000 batches and they think they know, but I'm sure there's in 20, 30 years, there's going to be more right. that, that we'll learn. So did you, so you started out, like, how did you first learn to, you first learned to roast coffee? Where did that come from? Like, did you read a book about it or was it just like a YouTube? Yeah, or? I just did a bit of research, I guess, just like what else was out there about yeah. coffee roasting and then just mostly just trial and error. And yeah, so, and so yeah. from then on, it's just trial and error. Pretty much, yeah. There's a few roasting books out there that I've read that can give you a few insights. Coffee for dummies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Adam Smith is here um, uh, from Multinational, he mentioned like their, mm, I don't know if I want to call it business model, but they, they brew different beers all the time. Like they mm -hmm. just tweak things, they rebrand it, they re-release it, and it keeps, that's how they keep themselves motivated and excited about what they're doing. What, what gets you up every day to want to keep roasting coffee beans. Cause it sounds like it could be something that's a little bit monotonous at times. If you're just yeah. going to throw the beans in, set the temperature, blah, blah. Is there yeah. something you guys are doing to kind of keep that exciting for yourselves? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. The similar to brewing new beer or we're always trying, when I try a new coffee. So coffee, when you think about it as a crop, right? When it boils down to it, it's, it's the same. I've, I've been, at harvest for coffee and I've been at harvest for, for wheat or whatever. You actually are checking the same things. So you have like a bricks meter or you have mm. like a moisture meter. Like there, it's, it's really interesting. So you would be looking at, Oh, this is this, there's this much moisture. It's time, it's time to pick the coffee or it's time. Now we can, we can harvest the grain because the moisture is at this level before it was too heavy. And now we can go. But, uh, 
so being that it's seasonal, you get, you can have the same coffee from the same person from the same farm year over year. And it's, it will be different. Right. It right. will taste different depending on. So that's why, that's what interests me is to just try new coffees. And then maybe next year be like, Oh, the, like we're getting a coffee in that I purchased in 2013 or 2014 from a producer in Costa Rica. And in 2013, I think it was 2014. Either way, it was really great. And then the following years was was really good too. It just wasn't as good as this. It had this white wine finish that was just like, it was amazing. So, right. there's, so there's a lot of terroir in coffee. There, there is. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. So it was a naturally processed coffee. So there's when you're processing coffee, there's two different sort of ways you can process it. Well, there's three, a few different, but the most common is washed. That's most people drink washed coffee. So what happens is the coffee gets pulped and then put in water, washed, cleaned, and then it ferments for 24 hours or 36 hours or 46 hours. And then they, then they dry it. But the traditional method, like that they did back in, you know, 1600s, they didn't have all that technology. So what they did is they just picked it and then put it on a patio and dried it. And it was, so it was still in the coffee cherry. So that's how they dried it. And the problem with that is if you're not constantly kind of checking on it and moving it around, yeah. it, it molds and it kind of gets right. funky because it's fermenting still. Yeah. Um, so they kind of moved away from that because of you get weird flavors and, and it doesn't taste very good if you kind of screw that, screw that up. A lot less right. control. Yeah, but, but now there's so much more technology and then people understand they use better... So it's like a raised bed, like this sort of this table with like a screen of mesh on top of it. That's how they're drying mm. it. And then they have like breaks and they kind of move it around. So a naturally processed coffee can taste, it was a totally different than, yeah. than a wash coffee. So these were Costa Rican natural processed coffees. Right. And yeah, there's some crazy flavors that you can get from that. And I mean, some people don't like it. Some people are like, this is funky. Like, you know, right. I mean? this is like, this tastes like, you know, whatever, like it's, there can be some different flavors that you can get. That's my jam. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Actually, we have a wash coffee right now, um, from Colombia, but I can't remember, uh, the, uh, or like import guy said something, they screwed something up. Like they, it took too long. It either got over fermented or something happened where they were like, Oh, like they kind of screwed it up, but it actually tastes really good because yeah. it's, more, you screw up cause it's, cause exactly. it's more interesting. Right? Yeah, I think that's yeah. the thing. And that's what I look for. It's like, Oh man, I really want something that's like crazy, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then I want like the weirdest yeah, tasting yeah. stuff. And then I talked to like a friend who's not our big coffee and they're like, I think we have different tastes. <laughs> coffee. I just want something that tastes like nuts and chocolate. And then I'm like, I want yeah. something that tastes like Starburst and like, flowers and tea mm. and you know right. gummy bears and white wine yeah <laughs> you know, exactly. that's what i want to taste but it, i mean it's not it's not a mass market type of right thing. Exactly. but that's what that's what keeps me interested there's a few different coffee varieties right now that are really um really hype i guess like there's this geisha variety that's um it's an ethiopian variety well all coffee's ethiopian in origin but this specific one was in panama and it kind of it just grew really great in Panama and then people were processing it and, and it just ended up being like, it's, it's really fruity and floral <laughs> um, type of coffee and it, it ends up being really, really expensive. Cool. Speaking of pricing, given that it is like a crop and a commodity, do, is there, is there challenges with, is it fairly stably priced buying beans or? 
I mean, it's traded on the st- like it's a commodity, right? Mm-hmm. So coffee futures, you can look it up on, um, you know, Yahoo fi- Finance or whatever. It's like KCF or whatever it is. Yeah, um, it's around a dollar for a pound. Like that's like that means U.S., but it's like a dollar, a dollar ten, which is historically fairly low. Yeah, so the it prices are fairly low. Right? It doesn't fluctuate so drastically that you find yourself having no. to reprice your own no and i mean goods. we're 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 so far removed from like right. the, the commodity market that's right. i mean if we were huge let's say we were like you know um, who's nestle or something like that they are or even starbucks they're buying they're buying commodity coffee so right. that's that's what we call it that's like a dollar a pound two dollars a pound landed something like that right where we're not even we're not even part of that economy really so we're right. buying coffee from importers that are buying it from farmers basically right. i mean there's always there's there's a few steps kind of absorb there's, any yeah there's there's yeah. Uh, there's always some so we're, we're buying coffee at five times that price usually right something like that okay. and i mean that we know that that goes back to everyone gets paid more basically like yeah, yeah. farmers mm-hmm. get paid or um, the actual price that it's worth right do you have to worry about inventory control like does your coffee either in raw or roasted format have a shelf life that you've got to be very careful yeah, about yeah, yeah so. i guess i talked about the seasonality of coffee too yeah so it's really like um once the new crop comes in so let's say you get um we get our fresh central american coffees usually in june july kind of thing and by the next june july that coffee is considered past crop Okay. So the new stuff is coming coming in. And depending on the quality of that coffee, it might have faded over that time and it will be not as good. Right. Um, depending on. But luckily we pay a little more money for coffee and they're, they're processed better and they're dried better. That's another important thing is to dry coffee better. Yeah. Right. So if it's dried really well and it's processed really well, it'll last longer. longer. Last longer. So we actually have, so when we were in El Salvador last year, I bought a, a coffee that was really great. Like I, lo- I really love it, but it's about a year old right now and it still tastes great. <laughs> like it's, oh, it's nice. great. Like, cause we have new coffee coming, but we still have like probably like if not very much, like 60 pounds worth left. So it will be gone, but go you know, get some, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it still tastes really, really exceptional, which, which doesn't always happen. Sometimes it fades. If you buy lower quality coffee, it fades right. in three or four months. Once you got kind of established with the business and it was operating, who was the first person that you hired? Like what, not, not their name, but like what position did you hire that you brought on help with first? Right. Uh, well, I remember when I was opening the first coffee shop, um, I, I talked to someone that I knew that I would, uh, my friend Ethan, he worked at another coffee shop and then that coffee shop he didn't work there anymore basically and then he spent the summer doing some fences fencing stuff like that i'm like i'm gonna open up a coffee shop are you interested like to be the be the guy be like the you know like an employee like you know basically and he's like yeah i think so like all right cool so then we did yeah that easy yeah (laughs) (laughs) just just happens there yeah he's still working he's still there he's he's great awesome does he roast coffee yeah yeah he's He's kind of like the general manager, basically roasts coffee with me. Like, what do you feel like your biggest gap in um, ability is as a business owner? Like, mm. we get that you can roast coffee really well, but was there one aspect of business, whether it's the marketing or the accounting or whatever, that you don't flourish in? And so it mm-hmm. was important for you to get somebody who could handle that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm not very good at organizing or 
being clean, clean or just sort of even customer service. I'm, I'm really, you're not a that, man. I'm not We're re- all men here. <laughs> like we're I'm not really that good at customer service. I, I, uh, I, I do do it. And I, I, I try to, I, I'm very professional and well, not, I shouldn't say that. Uh, I'm very, uh, I, I try to be friendly, I guess, and yeah. sort of helpful and, and that kind of stuff. But I'm not, it's not my forte and I just don't really like it, I guess, you know? Yeah. And um, so who do you, given that you don't enjoy that, is it safe to say customer facing role? How, how do you manage your brand then is there people that you say like, okay, you're going to like, you trust your employees to kind of be the brand of the, yeah, of yeah. the store kind of pretty thing. Much, like, yeah. And you stay kind of a little bit removed from it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. I trust, I trust everybody that works there and they're, yeah. all, they're all really great. And so how many employees do you have then? Uh, right now I think we have about like four employees. Yeah. I think we had like 10 at one time, but you know, I guess. Yeah. yeah. COVID. Yeah. Did that, did that affect you? Like we talked about how the online sales boosted back in March, April. Yeah. What about like the business as a whole? Did it stay healthy through this? Was coffee kind of like unaffected? Yeah. I mean, coffee is sort of like any of those. It's an essential service. People doubled down. They're like, I need eight. Yeah. Yeah. All my days are shitty. People were buying, like people were coming in and buying like a lot of coffee. Because we started, we introduced like a two pound bag and everyone's like, I gotta have that two pound bag. And I'm going through so much coffee at home. I'm just Uh, stuck. But uh, I mean, we had less people coming in. Yeah, of course. And then our location at um, Multinational, they they decided that they weren't going to be open to the public anyways. And we're, we're just sort of, we started talking and we're like, well, let's just, let's just hold off. And like, it's, it wouldn't be worth us to be open as a coffee shop. If they, right. if there's no one to, that one's more of a sit down location anyways, whereas right. other locations mm-hmm. more of a takeaway cafe okay. already. So we decided to kind of temporarily close that and just sort of see how things come back i guess right. yeah okay. yeah so right now there's it's not a coffee shop they still sell like coffee beans but going forward with this business what are your kind of long-term goals in this thing do you envision continued expansion into multiple locations do you envision getting outside of regina do you care or is it just kind of like you're happy where you're at <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i think i'm happy where, where we're at i've i've been quite a bit busier and you know like more locations and more things happening and yeah. thinking about expanding and expanding and doing a lot of different things and really i don't really enjoy that as much i, I don't really feel like the, that's something i want to do personally right is is do i i have other interests and sort of hobbies and jobs and maybe i'll do some start doing something else someday you know get to get into something else but uh i i think having coffee in different cities and 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 then that kind of thing that's something that i do envision kind of the future of what we want to do that's where i want to take you know it's great like people love us in regina and you know in saskatoon and even saskatchewan people know who we are and stuff like that but outside of the city i think that would like outside of the province that's kind of we're working with a few different coffee shops and stuff like that. That's kind of where I want to start moving towards if, if possible. I mean, there's a lot, that's a lot more competition. obviously. And so you touched on, you hinted this a little bit, but if you were to like somebody walks into your store tomorrow and says, I want to buy this place and, and the number's right. And you decide to take it. What are you doing after that? Do you think it, do you think you go back to traveling or do you think you have some other passion that you'd like to follow through on with another business or, yeah, that's a good question. I and honestly, yeah, I probably would do something else. I'd probably 
open a record store? Yeah, yeah. probably open a record store. <laughs> Phone your buddies back. Be like, hey, hey, hey. It's time. Yeah, we're doing it. It's ready. It's, it's ready. No, I, I don't know. There's always something. Um, you know, I like doing, like, renovations and stuff like that. Like, um, build a fence this year, painted in my house this year. <laughs> you know, they just got a lot of stuff done like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty handy with that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I like doing that. I don't know if I want to do a business with that, but that's always something to think about. Just kind yeah. of working with your hands. Is this like the longest you've been interested in something? You sound like you get yeah, interested yeah, in a yeah, lot of that's stuff. That's true. Yeah, it has been it has been a long time. Actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, usually it's like, oh, maybe I need to do this. This this could be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of those things uh, along the way actually. <laughs> actually. <laughs> How do you feel about you went to school after um for history majors, what you said? Yeah, for, for post secondary. And I and assume, like, one. Oh yeah, then I did an education. And you got an education yeah. degree so as well. Like you're not doing either of those no, things. No, no, yeah, no. So no. regrets about that? What do you? How do you feel about like getting a degree nowadays? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say like don't go and get a degree, but I mean, you can say that. You don't yeah, go and get a degree. There you go. <laughs> like unless you know, unless <laughs> you, you know what, what degree you want to get, and like yeah. that's something you want to do. I. I I shouldn't say it's a waste of time, but for, for, for me, it was a bit, for me, it was a bit of a waste. Yeah, yeah. History degree didn't really get me anything yeah. that I wanted to do. I just enjoyed it. And I mean, that's, I learned a lot. I learned how to like write and read and, and that kind of thing. But uh, read, write. did a lot of, did a lot of writing and a lot of research. I was really good at researching. Uh, but other than that, I, yeah, I mean, I, I was, there was sort of a, a I was going to do the teaching thing because I, I got the degree and I was like, okay. And then it just sort of coincided with sort of the paths. Okay, I can either do this or now I can. And I already right. had a job too yeah. that was pretty stable and I made pretty good money for, for doing what I do. And it was right. like, I don't know if it's. And then my wife's a teacher, so she started teaching. I was like, well, it's a lot of work actually. <laughs> <laughs> The running theme of this yeah, one. It seems like a lot of work. <laughs> it seems like a lot of work. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Um, for somebody who's maybe starting out and thinking about doing their own thing or starting their own business, do you have some advice for them now that you're a few years into running your own business for somebody just starting? Like what would be kind of like your top one or two things you would tell somebody? Uh, well, I mean, obviously the first thing is be, just be passionate about what you're mm -hmm. doing. That's it, it, it. That keeps you going, mm -hmm. you know, all those sort of, all those late nights that I was cutting through masonry to put a chimney through at like, you know, when like midnight or something like that. I'm like, I got to get yeah. this stuff done. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was, that was sort of the, that, that's why I was doing it. Cause I was like, I want to do this. I'm passionate about it. Right. I don't want to just. So, I mean, that, that keeps you going. That keeps your sort of drive mm -hmm. going. Cause there's always going to be those times where you're like, this is, is this worth doing? Or is this, am I going to make money at it? Or am I going to be successful? But if you're passionate about it, then it's sort of easy. It's easier to do. And it's easier to come onto a yep. show and talk about it. Cause you're yep. like, well, I already know that I know everything. It's just, I'm passionate about it already. Right. So it's easy. And then, uh, yeah, I would say the other thing is, yeah, be, real be realistic about kind of what you want to achieve. Yeah. That kind of thing. And I mean, set you in, be realistic about how much time that you want to spend on mm. it because yeah. that's one thing that, yeah, like I set my business up so I can, if you get hit by a bus, like who's, what's going to happen? You know, yeah. Is it, is it going to keep going or, yeah. you know, or is if it like, let's say you get sick or something like that, like 
and you're working 20 hours a day, you know, it's going to fall apart without you there. Right. Yeah. At wow. least it can still keep going or you can say, Hey, like, you know, it's yours now. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If or you can sure. sell it or what do you know? Like it's easier to sell if you don't, right. If you're like, Oh, it's set up to run itself. It just runs yep. itself. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a common theme here. That's probably not surprising to any entrepreneurs that are in it, doing it for themselves already. But I think a lot of people before they get into it, um, maybe naively are driven by money. A lot of people that think like, Oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. Cause that's, that's mm -hmm. how I can make millions, whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. The common theme that we've had in everybody we've interviewed so far is like, no, 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 none of this was, nobody was motivated primarily by money. Everybody turned a passion into a business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And sure. the goal is like, yes, I understand that I need to make money to live and, and see this dream through, but nobody's yeah. like, I've got plans of world domination and I'm going to be a multimillionaire no, by exactly. age whatever, right? It's yeah. just like Kate loved plants. Yep. Kate owns a plant store. Exactly. Adam loved beer. He owns a brewery, right? Yeah. Yeah. You loved coffee, you own a coffee shop. It's just a lot of passions turned in. So I, like, I'm hoping if anybody's listening that's thinking about doing their own thing, your advice of like follow one of your passions is the most important part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can make money doing a lot of different things, right? right? But you can only really be passionate about the things that you want to be passionate about. Exactly. Yeah, that's super and, cool. That's like really powerful. I like yeah. that. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, do you have any like books or podcasts or anything that you would recommend to people? Mm. Aside from this one, aside from our awesome <laughs> so podcast, uh, I I can't remember. I I think there was a book that I read called Growth or something like that, or like I can't remember exactly what it was called to be honest. But it, it basically the guy I was talking about that was his kind of theme was like if I get hit by a bus, like what do you you know I want this company to run itself, or like if I want to take a vacation, like right, yeah, that, and, and that kind of inspired me to to think that way. And I had to set it up that way anyway, but it was sort of validation that for the reason that I set it up to run without me or it, it could run without me. I think there's a few that I've listened to anyway, like built to sell or the E-Myth or yeah, maybe it was that one built. No, no, I can't remember what it was. Yeah. yeah. Growth. Or but that like idea that. of like the, the way I remember it being framed is like set your business up as if you were going to franchise it, even though, that may never not. be your yeah. intention, yeah. Yeah. but set it up so that somebody else could take what you're doing and replicate it without you needing to even be there. Like mm -hmm. have it all documented yeah. and processed and everything figured and out. And I think it's system. because it, not just because, you know, you may, we want to sell it or something like that. It's just, it just saves you so much more yeah. hassle Absolutely. and stuff like that. So that if something does come up, then you can, then you can come and, and, and fix something or, or right. whatever if that, you, you know, you need to step in, but not being like, if you're, if it's every single day, every single thing you have to be there because nobody knows like, Hey, who do we call if this breaks or who, yeah. like, you know, where do we get these things? Oh, I, you know, if you have, if you have that already set up, then it's just less headaches, I guess. Yeah. I think for our business here, we're in the middle, like we're, we've reached the understanding that we need to do that. Mm -hmm. We need to get to that model. We have to document all these procedures yeah, I mean, and I think everyone else. eventually gets to that. Eventually, right? They're like, oh man. Now it's just the time to actually <laughs> right. implement and yeah. do it. So it's a big, it's a big, uh, it's that's, harder that's to go winter. back and do it, you know? Correct. Like, yeah. Yeah. But. Do it along the way. But I got a bit of a wake up call this morning. Um, a reminder, I guess, to follow through on that because my wife who works at Sastel mm -hmm. just went back to work yesterday after Matt leave. And I was like, how'd your day go? What are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm just like, we had a team meeting and, and, um, the one lady I work with, she's like her job now is, is documenting processes. I was like, her whole job now is just doing that. And I was like, at Sastel, at Sastel. Like they've never done that. Well, I'm sure they have, but I think the point is like things change, things need redocumented, yeah. yep. improved upon, et cetera, where they have positions that have 
people that just do that all the time. And, and her, her boss's reason was like, listen, if somebody doesn't come to work one day or yeah. something, yeah, else, exactly. the next person needs to be able to do it without asking anybody. Mm-hmm. And it was like, a reminder is like, yeah, if you are going to scale or see any sort of growth yeah. or just want a life outside <laughs> yeah. of your business, I think that's probably the biggest thing you have to have that. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you can kind of step back and, and look at things obviously too. Yeah. That's a nice part of it. Sure. Now we're going to get into some fun questions. Yes. This is, this is a question we've asked everybody so far and it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I think, uh, what's an unusual habit or weird thing that only you love? Jeez. Or, what? or do that. Like, yeah. Other people are like weird dude. Why do you, <laughs> yeah. Why do you do that? Stop doing that. <laughs> oh, geez. We honestly, have, I don't know. I don't know. How, how so here's some examples. That. So Kate, she, uh, has to have something to watch on TV while she's eating. And it, it was more like you're not allowed to start oh, the meal before yeah. the movie starts, right? right? Yeah. Oh, her yeah. pet peeve was that her husband, if they're going to watch a movie and they're making like a plate of nachos, yeah. Yeah. it's like, don't touch the damn nachos to the movie's playing. Like, right. You don't eat before the I'm movie starts. I'm kind of like that too, but... <laughs> yeah, so was I. I was but, like, uh, yeah. I can't eat anything without having at least something to drink with it. Oh, I don't yeah. know if that's like a, because of oh, the way yeah. I digest food or whatever, but I just like, yeah. if I sit down for a meal and there's no water... I'm just like, I can't eat. <laughs> I don't know how I'm not doing this it. food if I can't drink something at the same time. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I'll yeah. never starve, but I may exactly. dehydrate. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm worried about dehydrating. So <laughs> yeah. um, what do you do to, to relax or unwind or get away from business and just kind of recharge a little bit? Um, I like exercising and stretching, stuff like that. You know, yoga, that kind of stuff. Oh, cool. Um, is that part of a routine for you? Like, do you do that yeah, daily? Yeah, I try to try to do it every day. Yeah, I try to stretch every day. Do you not necessarily like yoga, necessarily. I just like to stretch. Do you have like a morning routine? Like, do you have like a thing you do uh, all Depends the time, if I'm working or, or not. Um, if I don't, if I'm not working, then uh, yeah, I just, I get up. I usually get up, try to do something physical and then, and then stretch hmm. and then uh, get going with the day kind of thing. Yeah. I try to get up early. That's like another thing. What's early? Uh, we'll have to work at be sometimes I have to be work at four. So usually three for the three. airline job yeah. or for, yeah. Yeah. So, and then on my days where I'm not working, I usually get up at five or six, usually six, but is getting up early easy for you? Are you used to it? It didn't used to be, I, I never was an early riser, but I've since owning a business, it's just, whenever you get up early, it's just, you're always ahead of the game. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, if anything happens, at least I've been, I've been up for a while, any emails or texts or anything that comes in that's like, this is broken. We don't have Wi-Fi. So whatever. You're always, you're already awake. You're already ready to go. What made that easier for you to get up in the morning? Was it that feeling that you're able to be more productive? Yeah. Or was there something you changed? I was always more productive in the morning. Yeah. I would always stay up late at night before. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like I wasn't getting anything done. Right. At night. Like, oh, I'll stay up late and finish that. But you never, I don't know. I never did. I always got everything done in the morning. Right. And he, he roasts coffee. So I'm sure coffee helps. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Bryce, this is Bryce's favorite question and it's, it's a bored one from Tim Ferriss, but if you yeah. had, this is, and this is a, a theoretical, I suppose, if you had the opportunity to put up one giant billboard that the world was going to see, what would that message be on it? It can be a personal message. It um, can be like, yeah, probably just drink better coffee, <laughs> drink better coffee. <laughs> You're going to drink coffee anyways. You might as well drink good coffee. Yeah. yeah. Make good choices. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. Awesome. Eric, well, I, 
appreciate you coming by and giving you, yeah, uh, us some of your time this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this podcast has been fun for us to do. It's always fun to hear these stories. So yeah. appreciate you sharing cool. a part of yours with us. And uh, if you're not already following us on Instagram at the other 18 podcast, you guys got some Instagram accounts and whatnot too. Why don't you give yeah, those yeah. out here? Uh, the word 30, the number three coffee is our Instagram account. And you got Perfect. a website? Yeah, 33coffee.ca. Cool. Yeah. You guys do a lot of little like pop-ups around yeah, town too, Yeah, we used to do right? quite a bit more. Um, hard now. Hard but. now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a little, co- I built a little coffee cart and we'd kind of roll it around and do like little pop-ups with espresso machine and stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. I'd see you down at like Path. You guys are at Path yeah, yeah. quite a bit there and whatnot. So cool. So yeah, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't tried the best coffee in town, mm-hmm. check out 33 and a third coffee roasters in Regina. And you ship online, so check out your website too. for sure. Yeah. Till next week, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to another inspirational story of entrepreneurship on The Other 18 with Shane and Bryce. Want to be on the show or know someone who should be? DM us on Instagram at The Other 18 Podcast. Keep grinding.